Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. This one is a bit different. As I've said in other episodes, I'd never really know quite where the podcast is going. There's particular topics that I enjoy doing and get good responses from, like addiction or conversations with other people with regard to film or piloting. But one of the reasons I started the podcast was just to really share everything that's made a difference to me, whether that be a particular book or even doing episodes on running and how I th- how important I think that is. There's a meditation app called Waking Up that has played a significant role in the last year or two of my life in just kind of getting more clarity and getting a lot more orderly than I was than I was in my teenage and late teenage years. Anyway, Waking Up is a app created by a guy named Sam Harris. He's also an author and he does some interesting, one book is actually called Waking Up. I read a book called The End of Faith and also plan to read a book on lying as well. And he's a great thinker. He created this app to basically a meditation app, but it's got some great theory alongside it as well. I feel like I'm possibly doing some marketing here for it, but I do urge you to have a look at it if you're interested in any of the things I'm going to say in this episode, or if you're interested in meditation. So there's just a few topics uh, on the theory side that I wanted to talk about. And again, just, I like telling people stuff that's made a difference to me, because it might make a difference to them or just get them to think in a different way. That's what's important to me anyway, and I look forward to have, have people on and discuss their thoughts and ideas. So the first is the cure for boredom and in this particular episode it talks about how you can successfully avoid boredom for the rest of your life but you might not recognise the price you are paying for being compelled to distract yourself and I thought that was really interesting because I've definitely had a problem with boredom and just feeling like doing nothing is the worst thing possible. In terms of firstly being bored, but also because you feel like you're not being productive with your time or doing anything. And even when I'm not being productive, I do find myself checking my phone far too much or just watching something for the sake of it. You can probably see that's increased with just the ease of going on your phone to just quickly go on Facebook or Instagram and just get a short little buzz. Or the amount of times I check my phone, probably because I'm bored rather than actually needing to check it from a message but it's not just phone time it's life in general I just don't like the idea of being bored but trying to recognize really that it's just a failure to pay attention to things or to actually think about things and sometimes I feel like I'm a bit behind than than some of my friends because I've spent years of just not thinking about things so Maybe, for example, a lot of people knew what they wanted to do even 17, 18 years old. And they probably thought about that. They probably actually sat down and thought, right, what am I interested in? Let's go from there. There were some people who haven't. And I took years and I still don't quite know what I'd like to do as a career or what I'd like to make of life. But it definitely feels like it was just a failure to pay attention, to actually have a think about things. And I think it was a lot of it was just kind of 
living in the moment and not really thinking about other things. So, you know, just playing video games, just meeting up with friends, just trying to get that next kind of excitement in the now rather than actually planning ahead. And that's why and that's why I went to university a lot later and actually realised what I'm kind of interested in. He also mentions how can someone's happiness increase when all the material sources of pleasure and distraction has been removed. In this instance, he's referring to, um, I think, people who possibly are in tribes in remote parts of Asia or, or America, or people that have actually taken it upon themselves to completely reduce all material sources. And that could be anything from technology, maybe even clothes and, and sports. And just removing anything that kind of gives you instant pleasure and he talks about how how happy they are i think it's interesting because we've all heard somewhere that for some reason if you have kind of less going on in your life or you don't have the access to everything we've got in the western world you'd think you wouldn't be as happy but it seems to go against that that idea another one is the last time now this was fantastic for me because again i'd never really thought about it so he goes on to say Think about all the things you will experience for the last time. Each time you do something pleasant or unpleasant, that is one less time you'll do it. So I took a lot from that and I thought about the things that I don't enjoy doing. And that could be the smallest things, like if you're at a rented property and you're taking the bins out and you're leaving the property tomorrow, you could literally be like, this is the last time I'm doing it and it might not be your favourite job. But kind of just realise that. That could even be just the littlest things like before your birthday, walking into a shop and just thinking this is the last time I'll be walking in here at the age of 24. Tomorrow I'll turn 25 and everything will be different. I might walk in or walk out of that shop at the age of 25. This might all sound a little silly but it's given me an opportunity to savour things in life a bit more. So even tasks such as washing up or things like going for a walk, seeing a film, meeting someone new, giving blood, just all these different things and, and, and thinking about how that might be the last time. And I think that it's been important for meeting new people, which is something you haven't been able to do a lot during COVID. And so in the last month or two, it's been quite crazy being at university and kind of getting involved with different societies and meeting different groups of people. Because for about a year, I speak for myself, but a lot of people might have been in this situation. When did you meet someone new? Especially face-to-face. It might have been online things. A lot of Zoom meetings, for example. But when did you actually meet someone at a gathering or a party or an interview? So now I kind of pay attention a little more. Maybe when I'm walking in the road and you've got that typical someone's on one side, you're on that same side. Do you take steps to the right? Who moves first? Just trying to maybe make eye contact with them and just try and pay attention to that moment a little more. Or when you're meeting a friend of a friend, either if you're fist bumping them due to COVID or shaking their hand, withholding a little eye contact or making a comment. Basically paying attention for meeting someone for the first time because that's the last time you'll meet them for the first time. So you want to make that count. Now he says here, which I think is absolutely fantastic, he says a billion, at least a billion people on earth would consider their prayers answered if they could trade places with you. 
it's very easy to forget to have gratitude because you do feel hard done by quite a lot of the time and whether that's into a shopping queue at the wrong time or there's a problem with your car I feel with with the addiction you kind of wish what you know why why do I have this addiction why does that bad thing happen to me what's important to do there in my opinion is to just realize kind of what you have and I know that's quite obvious but it's again just about paying attention a bit more looking around you and and thinking how lucky how lucky you are really to have the things you've got people you know so I'm trying to definitely introduce gratitude into my life a bit more and I think it could be useful as well because with rice and again I talk about social media a lot because I think it's so important um, in the last 10-15 years about its rise and about how it's used and about how I feel it's used incorrectly at times and obviously you're more likely to post something that's negative rather than positive and that even goes for conversation you're probably more likely to complain that the new shoes you got were damaged rather than complain that the shoes you got were completely okay and and you like them so generally speaking we're more likely to say we've had a bad day than a good day reduce that moaning i mean you can recognize when you've had a bit of hard luck or when you've not had the best day i don't think that's what we should be doing but maybe just appreciating if you've had a bad moment ultimately you still get another chance the power of regret is an interesting one um, now Sam Harris the author goes on to say that the distance between who you are and who you want to be can be a very painful experience so I think that happens a lot with me because you have a certain idea of who you want to be in your head and it's very difficult to get to that point for example, I think I'd like to be a very confident, family-orientated, popular musician who also deals with music therapy, does some sort of sports and exercise on the side, and generally has a big community of family and friends, and doesn't lie, and is always nice to people, always on time. It's very difficult to, to meet that. And when you try and look at who you are currently and, and where you want to be, it is very difficult. And we talked about gratitude earlier. And he does go on to say that regret can be a springboard into gratitude. So you can feel grateful to have a chance again. So this goes basically agrees with the fact that you need to forgive yourself for every failure. Because if you have failed at something, and if you do regret something, but you have the chance to do it again, you should be grateful for that. When I've discussed in addiction episodes over the last couple of weeks, regret does tend to be a big theme. I probably regret placing the first bet when I was 18, and then I regret ruining, ruining friendships and relationships by continuously placing bets. I regret losing money. I regret betting again last month. So there are so many regrets that come with that. I'm just trying to learn to to recognise that and use regret as a positive to say, right, that's not where I want to be. don't quite know how to look at that because there's definitely some people that say no regrets. There are other people who recognise the regrets or have actually regrets in life. 
whereby they maybe didn't go for that interview or didn't go to that university, didn't go traveling at a certain age or didn't settle down earlier. But then that would eat you away. So it is difficult to find the right kind of balance um, in regret. But what I've tried to learn, obviously, is, as I mentioned earlier, that you can be grateful for having another opportunity. And this all goes back to what the whole episode is about for me, is just being paying more attention, being more aware. And again, anyone who's listening might be thinking, well, this is pretty obvious to me because I've been doing it for years. You know, I have been paying attention to meeting people. I've been paying attention when I'm bored or I'm thinking, oh, this might be the last time that I'll do this. And have been very grateful for everything that's happened. And I don't think I have. And I spent many years as a teenager, even 20 years old, whereby I didn't do these things. So now that I'm learning all the different ways to pay attention and little things that I can do to possibly improve my life, that's very beneficial. And it isn't just about improving mine as well. If I'm a if I'm a better person, if I complain less or realise that it's the last time I do something or know how to deal with boredom or I'm just grateful for things then I'll be a better person to to be with, really, for a relationship or even for a friendship. I'll be a nicer person to be around because I'll be complaining less and hopefully I'll be happier and that will be a good thing for, for the people around me as well. The reason why I'm trying to get into meditation and why I'm using this app in particular is is for improving the self, but just yeah, improving my life and everyone's around me. It all goes back to the addiction, really. When you've completely ruined friendships and trust and relationships and you've put added stress on a lot of people's lives, you just feel terrible. And the fact that they're still in your life is a testament to them for staying put somehow. But you kind of want to, in a way, repay that favour by making sure you're not that person anymore more, and that you just get better. And you can kind of not apologise because that wouldn't be an unhealthy relationship to have with a friend if you just kept trying to make up for what you did before, make up for lost time. But it's important for me to recognise that. And that's the reason why I want to meditate more and ultimately started this podcast to try and get those good thoughts and feelings out. But anyway, again, I'm not marketing. I don't work for this Waking Up app but I would highly recommend it and I can provide some details to it. The great thing about it is Sam Harris, the creator, uh, they do have a, he does have an annual charge, but if you do email in, you can get a free membership for a year because ultimately he doesn't want money to come in the way of anyone that wants to learn more or meditate as well. If you have any questions about that or wanted to discuss anything, just message on the Elephant Out The Room Instagram page. Thank you very much for listening.